before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. This episode of the Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by Just Play. I'm sure most of you have heard of Just Play, but if you haven't, Just Play is it. It is the absolute best playbook tool out there. My favorite part about the Just Play diagram tool is that I can zoom in and get super detailed with our blocking and protection schemes. I can then save those schemes as favorites to use over and over again. Seriously, coaches, Just Play is a must-have for all head coaches, coordinators, and line coaches. Just Play has a new and exclusive offer for Hog Football Podcast listeners. Get My Just Play Pro for only $99. That's $81 off the normal price. Get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash HogFB. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash HogFB. Don't wait, guys. This offer won't last. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Today, I've got with me Coach Kevin Sabo. Coach Sabo is currently uh, offensive line coach at Burlington Central High School, and he's most well known for being a uh, key member of the Fist Football Family Football Academy and one of the founding members. Uh, played three years at North Central College uh, and got his coaching career started there as well. From there, he spent two years at Fenton High School, one year at Plainfield East, four years at Glenbard North, two years at Hampshire, and now he's on his third season at Burlington Central. Uh, coach Sabo, good to have you. How are you? Thanks, Chip. I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Good, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, we're, we're you're somebody that you and I have been talking now for, for many years, so it's it's good to get you on here and talk some football with you. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah. I, you know, I knew it was a good idea as soon as you got, as soon as you had the idea for the pod, you were like, hey, man, like, we got to get you on. So it's good that we finally linked up. Yeah, finally. It probably, I think I probably sent you that message in like April, so it's, uh, it's, it's better late than never, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So first question I've got for, and you've been along, uh, you know, coaching in college and coaching for a long time in the high school level. Talk to me about how important the offensive line was to the success of some of your really good teams you were with. Oh, it was, it was instrumental in everything that we've done. Um, you know, when we were in college, like you said, I got my, my career started at North Central um, and that was the 08 season. Um, you know, we, our, our offensive line was, coached very well by coach Rick Ponks and um, coach Ponks was just very detailed in everything that he did. So, um, you know, I played for him for three years, so I knew his technique like the back of my hand. And, you know, obviously I was, I was 5'11 and I fluctuated between 235 and 250 um, depending on how much Wendy's I ate when I was in college. <laughs> so I, you know, being, <laughs> being, being 5'11 and 250, I had, I really did have to rely on my technique and my knowledge of the scheme and everything like that, that we were sure. running. Um, and that ultimately led to their decision to ask me to coach. Um, so, you know, that, that year it was, it was a lot of just, you know, detail oriented, uh, you know, skill acquisition and drill work and things like that. Um, and, and it propelled us to an, uh, an 11 and 0 record, um, 11 and one overall, we ended up losing in the second round of the playoffs to a tough Franklin team. Um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was, it was a blast. And, and, uh, you know, watching coach Ponce and his detail or, you know, detail and attention to detail was, was instrumental in my coaching development. So from there, you know, we went to, uh, you know, being at Fenton, we, 
went to the playoffs. I think both years I was there, and we had really strong offensive lines. Um, Plainfield East, we had a we were a younger program when I was there. You know, we had a pretty strong offensive line going in. Tyler Lancaster playing for the Packers right now as a nose tackle was our center. Um, I mean, he was phenomenal. And then uh, um, going over to Glenbard North, uh, three out of the four years that I was there, we made the playoffs, and our, our offensive line was the focal point because Glenbard North is just straight power football, man. Right. They, they line up in the eye and just go. Um, so, you know, Coach Cassidy, I played for Coach Cassidy when I was in high school, and Coach Cass, you know, he, he's always been um, a technique-driven guy and, and just, you know, put your nose to the grind and, and, and work. So, um, you know, we, uh, it, it helped having Justin Jackson as a running back, you know, he's sure. playing for the chargers now, but yeah. our offensive lines were always really, really good. Um, you know, and, and we didn't always have the biggest dudes like our state year, we had a couple of really big guys. Um, and like one dude that really could be playing in the league. And I, I tell, I tell people regularly, he's probably the best offensive lineman I coach, but you know, college just didn't work out for him. And, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately for him, you know, he's found his niche and he comes back and coaches at Glenbard every once in a while from what the kids tell me. But, sure. um, yeah, man, I mean, the old line was just huge. It was absolutely massive in everything that we did. And it still is. I mean, even coach Melvin puts a lot of focal point on the old line at central. Um, and you know, even though we're a spread team, we're probably, I think we went 65 run 35 pass last year. And we had two very capable quarterbacks and, and our quarterback is coming back and we're still pounding the ball. I mean, you know me, I love GT counter, man. That's my yeah. play. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, we just, we love pounding the ball and running power and running GT and, and we even run, you know, a little bit of dive or uh, so it's just, it's, we put a lot of emphasis on, on the offensive line anywhere I go. And, and, you know, obviously it's a little bit of bias on my part, but it's because it's so integral and, 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 um, in any offensive scheme, is to have a good old line. You can't you can't out coach a bad old line. Right. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a that's a that's a statement that should be written on a lot of people's tombstones because it's it's uh we get caught kind of in our own ways and our own stubbornness sometimes and and you got to oh kinda, without question. Yeah, you got you to gotta be able to roll with the punches and adapt a little bit and change things up to, to get those guys be successful. So, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, my first question I've got for you, and, and, and this was kind of looking at your bio one that really popped out right away. Um, you obviously, you played three years at North Central, and, and unfortunately, you got hurt, which is why you started coaching. Was yeah, that ultimately? Well, but, but I mean, that, that kind of pushed you over the edge, I guess, if you want to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and I've talked to a couple other guys who've had that, that same situation. Did, did you find that transition to be difficult um, or, or was it pretty seamless and pretty easy for you going from, from player to coach? Uh, I, they, you know, it's tough because like you always hear, you always hear dudes that coach and they coach because they have something that they regret from their playing career or whatever. Um, the only thing that I really regretted from my playing career was just not taking like speed training more seriously. Like I never really speed trained. I'd, I'd lift my butt off in the weight room, but it wasn't until college that I really started to like, you know, work on my footwork and work on my overall speed and agility. Right. Um, but when it came to like the actual coaching lifestyle, 
there really wasn't that much of a, of a, you know, reluctancy from me. The biggest thing that I really had to remember and that I had to, to remind myself was that when I'm on the field, you know, I, I am, I am a coach. I'm not a player. I don't, I, you know, it was, cause I mean, I, it was my senior year when I was at North central. So I, I essentially what had happened was I went in for my senior meeting with coach Ponks and he looked at me and he was like, he goes, Sable, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I'm looking across the line. You're going to be a senior. I don't see you starting this year. And I'm like, okay, like I can accept that. I'm, I'm you know, there are, there are kids on the team that are better, better athletes than I am. Right. Um, you know, they're stronger, they're faster, whatever. I get that. And he goes, so I want to ask you if you, you know, if you'd like to coach and me being, you know, somewhat stubborn, I was like, well, what about switching over to defense? So I went and talked with coach Bill Winky and coach Winky was like, I was, I was sitting with Pox when, when we came up with that idea and I, I think you should coach. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go talk to coach Thorne. So I went and I talked to, co- to coach Thorne and he said the same thing. He's like, he goes, look, nobody knows that playbook on the offensive line better than you. Right. He goes, you know, all five positions, you played all five positions in a matter of a year. You have the technique for all five positions. You're kind of a utility player. And I was like, all right, give me a couple weeks to think about it. And then I shattered, I ended up shattering my ankle goofing around uh, one weekend and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll coach. So, I mean, realistically, the the biggest the biggest challenge for me was just being like, all right, yeah, like the dudes that I played with for three years, like I actually have to give them technique. Right. And it's kind of funny because, like, I mean, the guys knew that, like, yeah, okay, he knows his stuff. But when I had to talk to them about making an adjustment to technique or making it, making an adjustment to, you know, maybe the angle that they took during a play, they looked at me like, you didn't need – you you didn't start. Why should I listen to you? You know, there were a couple of times that I got that and that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but ultimately one of the things, and it it scared the ever loving piss out of me, but coach Ponce looked at me and he's like, all right. So like the overall plan, he's like, you're going to be my assistant, but you are coaching the freshman by yourself. You're developing the practice plans. You're developing the drills. You're developing the technique. You are literally going to have them to yourself for the entire practice. And, and he goes, and, and if we suck in three years, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I guess that's that's what's going to happen. Excuse my language. No, you're good. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what happened and right. uh, and how that whole thing got started. But, yeah, it, with, with the freshmen and working with them, there was really no, like, no super hardcore, um, you know, reluctancies into transferring into the coaching the coaching realm. But when it came to, like, you know, Saturdays and being with my buddies, I, I hadn't, I had a little bit of an issue, you know, not being a, a player on the sidelines as opposed to a coach on the sidelines. So yeah, there was a little bit, but not a huge one. Right. I mean, obviously as a, you know, it's, it's tough being at that age too, and you want to be out there helping out and, and doing those things. And, and there's, I mean, there's nothing like the camaraderie, obviously being among the offensive linemen and, and, you know, even, even some of us, like I was one of those kind of sick individuals that like I enjoyed, I enjoyed the aftermath of practice and like the, the, I, I don't want to say the word pain, but just like the bumps and bruises and those kinds of things. Like I, I relished those. So I can imagine yeah, that sure. was, that was tough to kind of, you know, now you're sitting in with coaches meetings instead of, you know, getting an ice bath and going to, to work out or going to dinner or anything. So those, yeah. I'm sure yeah, those that was be different. Yeah, that was definitely different as well. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. 
but I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you got great experience and you got to, you know, sit in one of the best programs, obviously in division three. Um, it was cool, man. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty neat. Um, you know, I, 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 we were talking off air and, and I, I was joking that we're missing our gold content, but, um, sure. fist, fist football Academy, man. Um, you know, you guys started in, in late 2010, um, 10 years later, talk to me, talk to me first about just how that got started. And then, uh, tell me a little bit, you know, about kind of what fist football Academy is doing now and, um, sure. and, and, the, and the good things you guys are, are doing for, for, for young football players. So we were, uh, Brian Yossi, um, is, uh, one of our co-owners. He's kind of our head of athletic development. He went and got his master's in exercise science. Um, and he's starting to train O-line a little bit more. Um, but Yost and I, we went to, we went to high school together. We, we grew up together. We've been best friends since we were eight years old. Um, but, uh, so we were, we were just talking, we went on the camp circuit when we were seniors in high school, you know, just for the hell of it. And we went to the, we went to the university of Iowa camp and, uh, he's sitting next to a dude on the, on the bus out to the practice field. And I'm sitting next to a dude on the bus out to the practice field. And I asked the kid, I'm like, Hey, what year are you? And he's like, I'm a sophomore. And I'm like, Jesus, man, how big are you? He's like, I'm six, seven, two ninety, And I'm like, all right. Like, you know, there's, there's just like, I'm not going to be doing, doing much out, you know, outside of playing D3 football and coaching. And there's really not much that, that goes on for, you know, linemen. And right. then we got into college and seven on seven started to get big. And, you know, we're like, dude, this, this lineman camp could really be something, something good. And, uh, you know, we we're sitting there and, and, you know, seven on seven's getting bigger and quarterback trainings are getting bigger. And um, finally, you know, in, in 2000, I, I graduated in 2009 from NCC. Yost uh, had one semester that he had to um, that he had to student teach because his like his credits from one school didn't transfer over or something right. along those lines. So um, Yost spends the fall of 2009 student teaching and I'm coaching and uh, 2010 rolls around and Yost gets a job down in Peoria. And I, I, I looked at him and I'm like, or I called him actually. Um, Cause we had talked over, over Christmas break. And I called him in like, I, like you said, like late 2010 is I think when I had my first session Sure. and uh, I called him up and I'm like, Hey man, I'm going to start training. You start training too. And he's like, well, wh what should our name be? And we always broke out on fist at North central. I'm like, well, why don't, why don't we call ourselves fist football Academy? Okay. He goes, I love it. So, um, you know, it was rough going for a few years there just because we were, you know, we were relatively unknown. And then we started working on the showcase circuit a little bit and, you know, making those connections. And people were like, hey, these guys are actually teaching some pretty good stuff. Right. Um, and, you know, flash forward 10 years and I had to hire on a D-line coach because we wanted to coach D-line too. So it was O-line, D-line. We had to hire on a D-line coach and Ben Solomon. And he's, in my opinion, the probably the best defensive line coach in the Midwest. I mean, the guy just everything he does is biomechanical and that's really what, you know, what we're predicated on as well. And, you know, you know, I love my, all my OLP stuff and offensive line performance and all that. But, um, you know, I was taught a lot uh, in college about, you know, biomechanics and that's the way my technique worked is, you know, there was a lot of biomechanical movement to it. I mean, there was obviously some stuff that, you know, now we look at it and, and it's kind of funny because, you know, we're talking about it being outdated, but, you know, we've only been out of school for, you know, 11, 12, 11 years. So, um, you know, 
when so flash forward 10 years and we kind of blew up a little bit but realistically what we do is we just we take the athlete and we instill kind of basic movement patterns or we check out their movement patterns and see where they can improve right and once they improve those movement patterns that's when we really start fine-tuning and you know like i said earlier when we just started talking on the phone before we started recording and everything like that it was you know for us we're never going to tell a student athlete that their coach is wrong. We don't want to do that. That's not who we are. It's just, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. But what we will do is we'll tell a kid, Hey, like, you know, you could put this into your toolbox. If you find that something isn't working, you can put this into your toolbox and use it later. And, um, you know, obviously kids need to get used to multiple coaching styles because very rarely, is there going to be, you know, a coaching style where it's 100% the same, the same between two coaches, right? You know, there's always going to be little nuances and things like that, that they're going to have to adjust. Um, and, and, you know, if you talk to any of the kids that we work with, they'll tell you, they'll tell you my favorite saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat, but would you rather skin a cat with a butter knife or a butcher knife? Right. So what we do is we take their technique and we just refine it a little bit more to make it a little bit more biomechanically sound. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's been kind of nice because over the last few years, we've had coaches that, that have come up to us and like, hey, you know, great work with this kid or, you know, great work with that kid. And if we talk to a coach and the coach is like, hey, uh, for example, I, I work with a lot of kids from Bartlett High School and, um, you know, Coach Hubbard and I, we have a great relationship and Coach Hubbard, like I train his son and I, I've asked him before. I'm like, hey, like, what do you like? What do you want me to specifically teach? I want to make sure that what I'm teaching is aligning to your technique. So Coach Hubbard, you know, basically said, hey, here's my technique. Here's how I teach it. I want you to teach it this way. I'm like, cool, done. So I teach his technique. I put a little bit of my flair into it, and it works really well. And and the kids are able to respond to a couple of different coaching styles with, you know, multiple coaching cues. Um, you know, I use all, all of the OLP cues and, and coach Hubbard uses a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of his cues. He's like, he's like half OLP, half tip of the spear. Right. So it's fun, man. I really enjoy it. Well, I, I mean, I can really, you know, as a coach and, and, and an offensive line coach, I, I appreciate the comment you make about giving guys tools for their tool belt, because I think that's so important and that's actually one of the things I, I tell offensive line, uh, the offensive line here, that's one of the, you know, our, our, they probably get sick of me saying that, but I, I think it's so important for those guys to be able to be adaptable because you might, you might get, um, you know, you might get a kid that shows up at a, at a Sunday training session, who's, who's playing in a double wing offense, but he's getting recruited by a college who's going to run the spread or going to run, something completely different than that. And he's got to be able to be adaptable and the better he is, uh, and uh, you know, the, the, the more moldable he is as a freshman, the the quicker he's going to get on the field. And and I think it's great that you guys are doing such a good job with that. And really, I mean, truthfully, it shows the passion you guys have just for the, the offensive and defensive lines, because it is such, it is such an important spot and such a, a, technical spot that sometimes the technicality of it gets overlooked because it's you know we're the big 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 ugly guys so people just assume we just run around and hit people when 
it's a lot more than 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 that when you get down to the the to brass tacks. So, uh, right, you know, you guys, you guys, I got, I've gotten to see you guys work in person at the the showcase last year, and and I, I think you guys do a great job. I love following you guys and 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 reaching out to as many of the kids I that I can try to get my hands on uh, through your social media. So I, I think I think it's awesome what you guys are doing, um, and it, it it shows with the numbers you guys are getting and and the amount of of talented kids that are coming into your into your program and and leaving your program as well so um you know i applaud you guys for that yeah definitely Uh, coach well last question then then we'll get you out of here um if you could put together a mount rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you you've played with guys you've coached or guys maybe you've had through training uh who would be on that five-man offensive line oh jesus (laughs) um or you you don't have to pick training. You can pick NFL. I know you're a big Bears fan. You can pick any anybody. So any any five guys that would be on your O line. All right. So I'm gonna go a little bit old school. I mean, not really old school for us, but for some of the kids. Sure. Um, Owen Crutes would be my center. Yeah. I absolutely love Owen Crutes. I modeled my play after him when I played youth league ball and and into high school. Uh, you know, he was just a technically sound SOB that, like, he just – he mauled people. And yeah. he had a mean streak, man. I loved Olin. Um, and he was he was undersized, too. Yeah. So, yeah. he was – you and I – you and I like him a lot because of that. Exactly, for <laughs> sure. Um, all right, then uh, I got to go with um, – you know, I'm, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Obviously. Sure, absolutely. So I have one. I have one NFL guy, a guy that I played with. Um, his name is Josh Delancey. I played with him at North Central. He played right tackle for us, and him and I actually got our first varsity playing time together. And they had me at left tackle and him at right tackle, and uh, we were playing Wesleyan. And Illinois Wesleyan had this kid. He was like six three, two fifty. He was an, uh, a first team All Conference player. And he was still in the game when I went in. So we were, I think we were up like 28 to seven or something like that. And they threw us in. So um, I'm a sophomore going up against this kid and, and he gets off the ball and just absolutely, you know, just ransacks me almost to the point where I have to turn around and give a lookout block almost. <laughs> and uh, it was like, it was like three plays and coach Jeff Thorne calls a timeout and calls us over and he looks at me and he goes, Sable, get that deer in the headlight look out of your eyes. So I like, like, all right, coach. And then he goes, you know what? Even better. Delancey go to left, Sable go to right. So he uh he switched us and I played right tackle for the rest of the um played right tackle for the for the rest of the uh game and Delancey played left, but Delancey ended up being a, a three time all American his sophomore, junior, and senior year. So I was like, All right, I'm not so upset that that happened. Right. Um and then, uh, so that's right tackle, right guard. Um, that's a tough one, man. I mean, I could go with Larry Allen because he's like the greatest offensive lineman that played. Right. Um, it's an easy one. Yeah, you know what? I'll go with I'll go with Larry Allen. If I had to pick somebody that that um, you know isn't an NFL guy. Um, or, or like someone I train, there's a kid that there's a kid out of Crete Monique that uh, his name is Savion Henderson mm-hmm. and he is six five, three twenty, and 
freaking moves well. And, um, you know, he actually, he came out to the showcase on Saturday and just stonewalled everybody. Um, I could throw uh, another 21 kid from Mount Carmel named Gabe Cron. He's another kid, man, a very impressive kid. Yep, I know, um, I know that Gabe. I could, that, yeah, I, I, you know, I could throw him, I could throw him at that right guard spot too. Uh, left guard, I got to go with D'Angelo Hodges, man. That he he played on, uh, he played for for me at Glenbard North um, in 2012 when we went downstate. And like I said, D'Angelo is one of those. He's a, he's probably the absolute most talented offensive lineman that I've ever coached, um, and had every every bit of talent to be able to play on Sundays. Man, the kid was phenomenal. Uh, when he played for me. And like I said, you know, college really didn't work out for him. It wasn't his, it wasn't his gig. And uh, he, he still goes back and he helps out um, with coaching from what I hear from the kids, but D'Angelo would be my left guard without question. Uh, and then left tackle. That's, oh man. Um, geez. You know, do you go with Anthony Munoz? Do you go with Jonathan Ogden? <laughs> There's a lot of them, that's for sure. Charles Leno. No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, gosh. Get out of here with don't, that. Don't take my head off, please. Jeez. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Let's tackle it. Like I said, I would have to go Anthony Munoz or, or Jonathan Ogden as, as a toss-up between those two. I'd be happy okay. with either one. Sure. Man, that, that was a tough question. I know. I know. But I love hearing everyone. Everyone's had a different answer, so it's been such a cool, um, a cool thing to do and, and hear everyone's different answers. So uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with offensive line coaches, and I'm like, oh man, like that nah. would be a tough one too. Nah, nah. I like I like to hear what everyone likes players. I like I like the occasional throwback guys that guys throw in there too. So that's always fun. Um, yeah, for sure. So. All right, Coach, well, we'll get you out of here. Do me a favor before you go, uh, drop your Twitter handle and anything else you want the listeners to know. Yeah, for sure. I'll actually, I'll drop all three. Uh, I'll drop all three for the coaches, and then okay. I'll drop the main one. So our main one is at Fist Football on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. Um, my is, my uh, Twitter handle is at Coach Sabo Fist, all capitals. Uh, Coach Solomon's is at coach solomon or at solomon dl coach and then coach yos is at coach underscore yos um you guys can find us there uh we're all over twitter man all of us all 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 three of us and then obviously our main account is uh you know retweeting and liking and throwing gifs out there you know you know how we like to keep it fun oh yeah definitely well, I can I can vouch for you guys. I know if any any college coaches listening need a guy, check them out. Any high school guys who have have somebody maybe a little raw, need some polish, I, I would definitely send them to you um, with uh, to get help. So uh, keep doing great work, that. coach. Yeah, for sure. Keep doing great work. You guys are awesome. Uh, hopefully, some one of these days I can get down and, and either check out a showcase or help work a showcase. So uh, we'll, we'll yeah, keep in touch sure, that man. way. Yeah, but sounds great. Uh, Take care. We'll talk to you soon and uh, and uh, hope all is well. All right, man. Same goes to you. Thank you very much for having me on. All right, you bet. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. 